is this about the time that you that you went home? I won this group date rose. Oh, mm-hmm. he's like he's preening right uh-huh. now. <laughs> he's trying to hold back the pride, but it's not working. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Claire, I was just thinking back to some of my best first dates. And you know that very classic tradition of, like, making out in the shower? That's the best part of a first date. I usually find. It's like how you know. Is it going well? Is it not, like... How hot is the water? How hot is the makeout? Listen, I like showering. I like making out. And why if, not combine it? If I meet a guy who feels the same way, that's how I know I found the one. Uh, well, to join us to discuss a lot more about showering and dating and cuddling and also, <laughs> you know, Colton's virginity, uh, we're joined by our very good friend of the pod, Derek Puff. I like to get, I like that I get to be a friend of the pod now. Yeah, we're yeah, just you've, upgrading you've everyone. Been upgraded. Upgraded. <laughs> yeah. He is, of course, a one-time Bachelorette contestant and also a co-host of the Bachelor podcast. Yeah, competitive. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> As I didn't expect, he's going to be like an enemy of the pod. <laughs> yeah, now that you're a fellow pod person, you know, I we like have to, to come of, after you. I like to think of us all lifting each other up as podcasts. There we go. There's a lot of We're anti-podcast rhetoric out there right now. It's the people who don't have podcasts. That's who it those, is. Those are the enemies. <laughs> would the you say, enemies. Claire, that we're stronger together? I would. Yeah. <laughs> Unity is my <laughs> message. I love it. Um, I can be on board with this. Until people start switching from our podcast to another podcast. <laughs> then and there's then, no unity. And then the claws come <laughs> yeah. out. Um, so we we really have to dive right into this episode because two rose ceremonies. Mm-hmm. We were we were plunged right back in after a cliffhanger. There's no easing into this episode. No, it's just like remember that women were fighting and Colton was pacing upsettingly on the beach. And you know what's it's crazy still happening. is that I had forgotten. About right, <laughs> I had to. But just as one, one does in a suit on the beach, you know, in dress you have clothes. To pace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Chris Harrison comes out to Colton, and Colton's like, he, Chris, he comes I'm done. out to Colton. I can't. <laughs> this was a twist of wow. a podcast. No. Um, he joins Colton on the beach, um, which is not a metaphor. And uh, and Colton says, you know, I'm I can't do do this. I'm done. I'm over it. And so it's time for the rose ceremony. And you know what? It does seem like all the other women should feel pretty good about going in with a rose ceremony like this because two girls are going home mm-hmm. and he is currently really annoyed with two of them. <laughs> um, so even if you didn't get time with him, um, unless you're Nicole and Onyeka, you're in a pretty good position. Yeah, Nicole and Onyeka really made this far too easy for him. Yeah. And this is sort of the, the last chance of a two-on-one, but Colton— Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's kind of like replaced a two-on-one 
sort of. Yeah, they were like, look, episode. there was enough yelling at yeah. the cocktail party. <laughs> it's basically a two on one. They made the whole episode their own two on one. So, um, so the roses go to Kaylin, Tasha, Kerpa, Demi, Hannah G, Katie, and Sydney. Um, and Nicole and Onyeka are going home. Uh, they both cry as they leave. Um, but they're both really glad that the other person also <laughs> yeah. comes. Yeah, it's really magnanimous of both of them. And they really did focus in on Nicole crying for like the whole rose ceremony. I know. They really I wanted mean, us to be reminded. The thing is, I really relate to the constant crying. Frankly, like I know, I know a few people who are just that way. So I don't understand why it was such a weird thing to some people. I don't know. Yeah, there's it's... anti-crying rhetoric, and I don't appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it seems like Anyeka uh, is just an upbeat, cheery person, and she doesn't understand. That's true. People who are, I mean, I get it. It's a downer to have people crying around you when you're not really in that headspace. Um, but that I, is true. Neither of them handled it very well. No, uh, but I do look forward to seeing both of them on Paradise because I feel like they will thrive there. Their uh, resumes are complete. Yeah. With the, <laughs> the needed cry exit. Primed. They just need to find a guy who's like, I thought that Anyeko was really fun, but also Nicole. Right. <laughs> and then, like, they, they have that whole dramatic arc set up for them right now. What a gift. Yeah. Note to any guys trying out for The Bachelorette, <laughs> when you leave, that's going to be your yeah. <laughs> little pitch. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be in the center of a really stormy love triangle, um, I, I might thought, be might be safe. Might be a safe bet. It's a guaranteed entrance to paradise, at least. Right. I thought that it was going to be um, the pageant girls all along that like kind of did this, but they gave us like an early you know peak, and they really have chilled out. I don't know. Yeah, they really, me. they really have. I wonder if uh, they're just more accustomed to being watched mm. in in competitive scenarios and and self-aware of know how to like get mm-hmm. it back under control but then why did they start freaking out so early in the, in the process <laughs> it's kind of like none of it really makes sense yeah um so they're headed to vietnam again just the locations are insane this season yeah these women are lucky like the whole crowd oh, that yeah. gets eliminated in the middle has gotten to go to all of these cool places yeah yeah, a lot, a lot more women than usual got to go to the really good spots. And usually, it's actually the Bachelorette that goes to a lot of the great places. Because, like, think about a lot of the bachelors. Like, you know, Chris went to Iowa. Hey, nothing against Iowa, but <laughs> Becca was in the U.S. until she like, was. Yes, until seven. I agree. It was. Or, or it, right, right until right before hometowns, right and before. they went to bah- the Bahamas. Which like, does that really count? Caitlin like, was like, in Ireland, like. For, for months, yeah, right. like the <laughs> yeah. whole time. I feel like I often get the sense that the Bachelor ads get worse locations really? because I think yeah. that um, like, the Bachelor has a bigger has a bigger audience. Yeah. Right. So like w- when they're doing this all in trade, I think probably tourism boards and hotels are more willing to play yeah. ball with the Bachelor. Yeah. I mean, they usually all start going to pretty good locations by like episode six. Yeah. Um, but they started Colton really early. Um, I mean, Colton's excited by just about anything. I'm sure these tourism <laughs> boards are like, oh, we got rocks. Yeah. We got some water. <laughs> like, we can, we have stuff for Colton to talk about. Totally. Come on down. 
This is low, low hanging fruit for us. This is Colton's grand tour. He's like <laughs> never been anywhere. I love this. You know, we get um, another, you know, vlog. Oh my god, these are killing uh, me. Post run, so yeah. bad. It's like, hey guys, <laughs> just finishing up my heavy. run on the beach here in Vietnam. He's squinting into the sun. He doesn't know where to look. Yeah, I was like. Colton, turn around, buddy. I mean, I guess you don't want to backlight yourself, but like maybe move into the shade. There seem to be trees. I do have to say, I like this twist unchanged from an editing perspective much more than like what they tried with the first episode. I'm sure that's been like that's beat to death, but the whole like hour of bouncing around and announcing oh, stuff. That was awful. This is kind of like a. It's it's funny to laugh at as long as you're like, you know. I, I, I'm glad to see that he, like, online, he's been laughing along with it with himself. Yeah. yeah. He seems to have been actually quite prepared to deal with the online situation mm-hmm. um, more so than some others in the past. Um, the I wish that we were getting to know him in ways other than these selfie videos because on the <laughs> dates. All we, we see is him hooking up with people. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so much making out. And even when he's not making out, He's just like giving vague commentary on the surroundings. Um, feels very Lauren and Ari. It um, does. Which, yeah. and yet we've seen him be able to have substantive conversations. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are these just not happening, or do they just feel the need to like drive home that despite the fact that he's a virgin, he is capable of sexuality? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I guarantee because these dates are like six hours long in some cases. There's no way they're not having sub-substance in I mean, six hours of you space. You can make out with someone for six hours. <laughs> if, this is true. If you've never if you've never had sex, also, that might seem like a really good idea. <laughs> um, just throwing that out there. Uh, so the, uh, the women all sort of arrive and ooh and all over the resort. Of They're course. sort of like jogging in a pack around the resort, <laughs> yeah. like sheepdogs or something. It was sort of <laughs> interesting production. Um, and they're waiting for that first date card. I think five of them still haven't had one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah this is the point where the women who haven't had one-on-ones start getting really nervous. Yeah. Demi, Katie, Kerpa, Sydney, and Hannah G still haven't had one-on-ones. I mean, it's one, like mathematically that's just going to happen. Yes. And yet you – I think that we see this episode, what does start to happen um, is that the women have seen the show before and they're like, I know that like he can't give everyone a one-on-one, but I also know that if he doesn't give me one, it means I'm not going to win. Right. So why am yeah. I still here? Right. Uh, like twiddling my thumbs and waiting for him to – like this is around the point when he starts being like, I don't know if we can get there to the girls that he hasn't given enough time to. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to say it back to him. <laughs> yeah. We, I think Elise probably kind of started that too mm-hmm. the previous – last week, right? Wasn't right. it? And I wasn't that sympathetic because she had I had a one-on-one. Either. Yeah. It's like she had one. Yeah. So so, like, she was sitting pretty as far as, like, the competition goes. For sure. But it's definitely gotten the other girls thinking. I feel like she, like, got the argu- or the the um, the thought in all their heads. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I can just leave. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, so the date card goes to Hannah G. We really need this date. They're, With a they- K. <laughs> I hoped it, I was wanted it to be about bread because you mean, know but it wasn't. who doesn't need <laughs> carbs. I wanted them to like make them eat carbs. 
But like, I re- I wish that they would try a little harder with these date cards. Like, so They're many of them recently them have really been are. like, we really need this date. I've been waiting for this date for a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's really just not. I need a hint. Um, but it's a pretty uneventful date. They meet at a spa. Uh, Sweet date for her. We get a lot of Colton's monologue about how he's had his eye on her since the first night. She's stunning. She She's has blue the eyes. bluest the eyes. The bluest. No one <laughs> has bluer eyes little, than Hannah G. Little Toni Morrison uh, call out there. Um, maybe spend a couple hours reading that instead of watching this show. It might be healthier. Um, she also has the best smiles. The best smiles. The best. Um, she's sexy. She's dropped at gorgeous. Um, so he he thinks that she looks good. Um, uh, apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think it's just because like they wrap them up like tamales, and he just you know he wanted to take a bite. Okay, so oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. They <laughs> let's talk about it. They yeah. change into their robes. They they start getting their treatments. Um, they keep like kissing while the staff are trying yeah. to like put charcoal or like like mud masks, mud masks on, on them. them. Like keeping like oh let's kiss. And I was like people are trying to like cater to you right now. Also, when you have a mud mask on, like your your skin all starts to tighten. It's it not still like the pretty optimal. Moist. I think there it was it hadn't it set hadn't dried yet. yet. Um, and then they are given they are wrapped in uh, banana leaves, I think, and compare themselves to sushi. And this is when we hear Colton in voiceover say, I would definitely eat that sushi roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question. Does he know I don't, what I he is I think implying? maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I saw him have an exchange with Colton Haynes, is it? Like later last night on, on Twitter where he was kind of like egging on this this whole like I don't know if because of Billy when Billy Eichner like was on and and like got a lot of attention from that <laughs> I don't know if he's just he's just like prodding people to to talk about it more but yeah I don't think he knows I mean because there I would eat that sushi roll works on several levels yes. as a sexual uh, innuendo as innuendo and I think it's possible that he thinks it works on the level of like. She looks tasty and mm-hmm. like what a snack, but I don't think he knows the the, the other the other more explicit. I mean, <laughs> I almost wonder if they were just like, "Would you like to take a bite of that sushi roll?" And he's like, "Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah, like I to would. take a bite." They're just feeding him as many of them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to see which ones he'll just. Accept. I mean, you know, it landed. Yeah, it did land. Um, she at one point is giving him a massage, and. They're both in bathing suits, and then they start making out on the massage table. And then they make out in a mud bath. And then they and make, then out, they in make out in a shower. There's I have to say, so do, many places. doing all of this in front of what you know is, like, 15 people <laughs> is, not, is not, like, hot at all. That's just, that's, that's very awkward. I mean, for to them, this extent. they love being intimate. They get lost in the moment. It's very they can't intimate control themselves. when you are filmed. You have a film crew with you. <laughs> I just, I mean, even if I didn't have a film crew and I were just at a spa, <laughs> like, right. with a bunch of people around. With like two people around maybe. Yeah. Right. Uh, 15, 20 feet away. I don't know if I could really get lost in the moment there. Um, I was just waiting for somebody to slip in the shower too. Like that's not safe. Well, Colton. Don't do it. <laughs> Colton's, Colton's used to being in showers. Steady. 
he knows he knows how to be in a shower. It's his natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like those goats on the mountainside where you know they they're like evolved to cling to the mountainside. Yeah. He's like that. But with right, that's why they had to move to the shower. He was like, "This is where I I'm most myself." <laughs> and like, it's crazy because it's also where Hannah G is most herself. Um, As we see, I one guess. of many things they have in common. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Cassie and Kaylin, also two front runners, are talking back at the house about how much Colton likes Hannah G. But Kaylin thinks that maybe there isn't enough depth to Hannah G. She thinks Hannah has already always relied on her beauty, and she's not sure what other layers she has to offer. Yikes. Mm. Harsh commentary. I mean, it's just always weird to see, like, other 23-year-olds who are professionally beautiful <laughs> say, like, she's always relied on her beauty. You know, that is. And it's like, what are, how would You're you describe your beauty queen? <laughs> Which is, it's fine. That's great. And these women are all quite, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Humans. Yeah. I get, I mean, I suspect that Hannah is just really boring in the house. She's well, definitely boring. She's boring she on television. That's why they're, they, like, just trying that's to why rationalize they just show that. they're making out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he loves it. He loves Cassie yeah. and he loves Hannah. And, and that's what they did uh, both times. Yeah. You're right. um, and it makes a really stark contrast with some other people later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's time for the night portion of the date. Um, again, no conversation during mm-hmm. the day portion of the date, just making out. The It felt a little, like, gross to me at times. Like, I was like, this is too much. This feels, like, graphic. Yes. Like, it, it feels exploitative or, like... That's I mean, they why knew I f- what they were doing. No, that's but. why I feel like the show just wants us to know that Colton is a sexual being really badly. And so we're seeing, like, far too much footage. Like, we get it. Yeah. He he can get in there and make out. It, there's, like, a good medium, but not, too. He can't all get the in way there. in. Not all the way <laughs> all in. All the way. It's, there's, like, a good medium between, like... So, where did you grow up? Like, <laughs> how many brothers and sisters do you have? And that, there's yeah. plenty of, like, options within there for their conversation to have, like, at least given us something interesting. Right. Yeah. Like, you want the chemistry, but you also want to know, like, if we're married, what will we do when we're not literally making out all the time? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But come home, just clear the table. Just be like, ugh, do you want to shower again? <laughs> <laughs> We did that last night. Um, so they a very night, clean relationship. <laughs> they both have hygiene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the night date, they sit down, and he's like, "What was your favorite part?" And she's like, "The shower." And he's like, "The shower, definitely." I was going to say the shower, and they're like, wow. "Oh my god, wow. we both We're the love same the sh- person." <laughs> um, they had a great day. They loved showering, um, and now it's time to like learn about why Hannah is the way she is. As I love that he keeps saying that. I know. <laughs> I just want to know what makes her her. Yeah. It felt really sweet the first time, but now I'm like, oh, that's just his line that mm-hmm. he uses yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels a little less genuine when it's right. repeated. And then it creates this impression that's like, now is like the show and tell portion of the date. Like, yeah. you're going to explain your psyche to me, and then we can go back to making out. Um, Divorce. That's Yeah. That's the explanation. And it was a very weird transition too. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't like want to discount anyone's uh, story and like say that it's. But but to go from all of this, make, I'm talking about from the production aspect. Like to go from all of this making out to now we're going to talk about Hannah's like family's divorce story again. It just felt it feels it's a jarring transition. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it was a land of extremes on this There were date. also just a lot of moments during this episode as a whole that felt extremely produced. Like, all of the yeah. girl chats, this part of the date, like... And, of course, it's all produced, but I don't like to notice so much. Right. Right. Um, this didn't feel super artful. No. I mean, she clearly is trying to, like, roll into her story from the question, like, why are you the way that you are? So she's like, well, I've during this experience, I've had all this time to think about myself and think about, like, she's how never, I be. She's never had a time to think about herself before. She's very busy being an Instagram <laughs> being, model. Being beautiful. <laughs> Listen, it's stressful. According to Kaylin. <laughs> I know. Kaylin and Hannah have very different ideas about what Hannah's like. Right. Um, she's like, I in a relationship, I can't just do my usual thing of being just happy and fun all the time. I want to put on a brave face, but like, and like opening up is not my jam. Uh I but don't relate to that. I love so. opening up. Mm-hmm. So, so she's same. I'm like, can I cross boundaries <laughs> yeah. and just tell a total stranger yeah. all of my deepest traumas? I do sort of wish that I were dating still, only in the sense that I could tell people more stuff about myself <laughs> more of the time. Dating for therapy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're even like, my you don't therapist even have to respond. Just sit there. I will talk yeah. at you. Even my therapist eventually is like, I've heard this story before. And I'm like, listen, I just want to tell someone and have them act surprised. Okay. That's so, why I'm paying you. <laughs> so he says, uh, well, why do you want to put on a brave face? And she says, well, I've wanted to be strong for other people. Like during my parents' divorce, I don't even remember them telling me about it. I like blocked it out because um, I wanted to be like strong. But she has this weird memory of seeing her mom drive over the yard to go pack up her stuff. And her dad loved Loves the yard. yard. He he tended to that yard like it was his child or a a vintage car or something. Or or every dad's yard. Or every dad's yard. (laughs) I mean, mowing it three times a week is a lot. That's a lot. I was thinking of Jack Donaghy getting a haircut every two days (laughs) on 30 Uh Rock. It's like, really? Like, how how much can it possibly have grown? But um, and it is sad. It's like that moment when you realize your parents aren't a team; they're adversaries. Like the things that your dad cares about, or your mom has decided she doesn't have <laughs> she to care about anymore. Care about yeah. Um, and I can definitely see why that's stuck in her mind. And Colton sympathizes and says uh, that as the child of divorced parents, he also has never wanted to think about it um, mm-hmm. or hear why they uh, broke up. Um, and. Now they've bonded, he says, not only over divorce, but also opening up in general. And I would like to point out again, showering. So (laughs) they make out some more. That is the end of conversation on this date. Um, He gives her the rose. And then there is like a small private concert, um, like a, a musical quartet is playing in a courtyard. And they are falling in love with each other. Much better musical date portion than the whole big concert with oh, yeah. 200 yeah. people, it by the way. It felt very intimate. Yeah. And, like, so- like, the music was very soothing. Exactly. It wasn't like... And, like, some really, like, country... Yeah, I was going to say, no Z-list country star, <laughs> which just is a real gift to us. Um, so, yeah, they both say, and they're in the moments, that they're falling in love with the other person. I think this is the first time we've heard Colton say that. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, back at the house, the date card arrives for the group date. Everyone wants a one-on-one. 
Cassie, Heather, Taisha, Kaylin, Katie, Hannah B, Sydney, and Demi. Are you ready to fight for love? And Sydney and Demi are not pleased. They're both. They're Kerpa, ready to, Kerpa's they're ready getting to the fight one-on-one. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kerpa gets the one-on-one. Which I was so glad about. I was yeah. really surprised. I actually I didn't think Kerpa. she was going to make yeah. it through the last uh, I really thought ceremony. it would be Katie. Yeah, me, me too. too. Because he vibes I was with her so much. That. Yeah, that one really surprised me. Yeah. There's um, just clearly so much that we're missing in this. Right. Like, and we'll like, get into it with the Kerpa thing date. thing with these surprises is that... It just is a signal of how much of the relationships were Missed not completely. seeing at all, not even a little bit. Well, and like even beyond, um, great, show them making out like a couple times. But can we please add in some of the stuff like last week with Kerpa's Band-Aid? They yeah. had the like e- extra deleted scene. <laughs> I know. How is that not in the episode? It should be in the episode. It was great. Like yeah. it was really funny and it showed like her as a person before this point in time because we've never seen her. I know. Before. And now I mean, we have all these like the small remaining group and most of them I feel like I know nothing about. Right. Yeah. I agree. I know so little. All I know is that Colton really loves showering. He loves I've it. I've learned that. That has stuck with me. He just wants a girl who can shower with him and bring him a cheese. But outside of Kaylin, I feel like we really don't have a sense of these women. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Sydney and Demi are particularly disappointed. Demi s- sort of cries in front of the rest of the group. She doesn't understand why she didn't get it. And she says Demi's not in a good mood today. A uh, lot of <laughs> lot of uh, She's people referring before. to themselves in the third person this yeah. episode. I mean, I I get it. I, the thing about Demi that kind of drives me crazy is that she's when other women are struggling, she is completely impatient with it. She's like, I don't care. I'm strong. I'm here for myself. But then as soon as she is upset, she happily takes the comfort from yeah. the other women uh, yeah. and feels like entitled to it. Um, I was like, if your thing is going to be like, I'm tough as nails, then like you have to like do that. I think she knows what she's doing. Ugh, it's so annoying. But like she does she does. because this episode was not her best. Um, so they all roll up in their athleisure, as they do. Colton <laughs> is waiting for them in a man tank, and he immediately starts doing some sort of stage fighting martial arts with two uniformed assailants. <laughs> and he announces that they're going to be learning the ancient art of Vovinam, a which is a Vietnamese martial art. And uh, Cue lots of... <laughs> questionably like racist music that just starts playing yeah this episode was really big on the also like the scene setting when they first get to Vietnam is a lot of like look at these like traditional hats and Mm -hmm. like oh gosh and at one point I think Demi even says like it's so exotic here I was like oh god (laughs) yeah Again, um, it's not hard to please the bachelor girls. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah it was the, the the music was uh, not subtle. Right. It was definitely meant to invoke like a, a kung fu movie mm-hmm. sort of deal. Um, and so Hannah looks like ready to do this. Hannah B. Hannah loves fighting. And I, I mean, it, like she loves two things: eating weird stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently fighting. Like she's ready to roll. Yeah. Hannah Beast is She here. woke up as Hannah Beast. Yeah, this has become a whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's such a thing. It's like every time she gets into an ITM, she's like, I gotta roar again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows that's what Colton is looking for. I have to say, it reminds me of <clears throat> this girl that I dated 
many years ago, but who would like, like it doesn't feel 100% genuine when she does that. Do you know what I mean? There's like mm-hmm. something about it that feels like she's playing a role mm-hmm. that like weirds me out to where like if, <laughs> <laughs> if I, it, like I get it, you're cute, but like not, like please like let's not do that. Yeah. I don't know. Does no, that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. I think that Hannah B has a sort of very childlike uh, affect in this way where it's yes. like it all it often feels like she is playing at what she's doing or she's like kind of uh, trying it on. Right. And she's like, now's the time when I'm going to be like the badass chick mm-hmm. and like I'm going to like go hard. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, it's great that she's getting into it, but it definitely always feels like she is like at play like and maybe she's not... 10% less than that would be perfect <laughs> listen you don't have to marry Hannah B but True. I am starting you know to what? feel like Colton is going to have to because she is getting scared also guess what uh, she's like 23 she has some time this to sort of she's, play she's... with who she is and figure it out so I Definitely. support that um, so the uh, they do some some practice, some moves. Demi is really struggling to even do the practice because she's so emotional um, after not getting the one on one. And then it's time to compete. And Chris Harrison uh, is there for color commentary with the host of Bachelor Vietnam. I wish we heard more from from the host of Bachelor Vietnam. He got honestly. some good quips in. He did. He did. I love how he's like speaking Vietnamese though, and Chris is just like. <laughs> like, he doesn't know Vietnamese unless, you know, he picked up an app on the way there. And was like, But it's safe, right? Because they're not going to show Chris like true. nodding sagely at the, you know, host saying something like incredibly offensive. Exactly. Like, You're right. He's he's guarded by being the face of The Bachelor. <laughs> um, so uh, they all put on like uh, padded helmets and uh, gloves to fight. They all immediately forget all of the moves they learned, <laughs> yeah. and they just start shrieking. And there is so each other. so much giggling, so, so much shrieking. Much. It was pretty, you know, it was pretty funny. Uh, the host of Bachelor Vietnam, um, whose name I couldn't find anywhere online. They said it, but I didn't. They said it once, and then it. there wasn't. Was um, it even in the Chiron? I feel like I there should be more information about Bachelor of Vietnam yeah. available to me. Um, he says, this doesn't look anything like Vietnam. Usually <laughs> there isn't so much laughing. <laughs> also, I did look up some competition of Vietnam. And, and it, it did not, did, look, it did like not look like that. Okay, yeah. Um, Glad you fact-checked that one. In my experience. <laughs> uh, Demi uh, fights Katie. And she's like, I'm going to take out all my frustrations on this. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to really. They were both really Demi, like, going after it. Like, as soon as Katie hit her in the face, she was like, you hit me in the face <laughs> and started, like, crying. Well, I kind of, you know, like, in the office beach games when uh, they're wearing the big fat suits <laughs> and, and, and Stanley all of a sudden is like, and runs at somebody. That's like what I pictured in my mind. Cause I'm, and then Jim is like, oh, is, that yeah. was exactly the, but Debbie where my was brain like went. punching back for most of it. And then all of a sudden she was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't like, she tried. She did um, try. Not, she and did. then as soon as they call, you know, break, she like crumpled to the ground and was like, but clearly and, she and Katie are friends. They right. were like, they I mean, were like, I'm sorry. That's not the yeah. point. The point is Demi keeps like insisting she's some like hard, I know. hard and tough lady who doesn't need special treatment and like all the other women are weak. And she is full of it. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, and then Colton's so like, well, and then she gets I, must to cry. Pro- I must protect Demi. So we're calling off this competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, sir, she's fine. They're they're wearing protective gear. Yeah. And, like, Katie apologizes and they hug. Yeah. But I was like, she's not hurt. Like, that was the activity. And I, I would have more sympathy if she were more upfront about the fact that she is not that tough and that she is vulnerable. Like, and but part of that is just being, I think, young and wanting to... Put on a face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But everyone loves Demi so much that I feel like it's totally valid (laughs) for me to not. Um, I I actually have been really surprised by how much I enjoy her. Me? I don't get it. I don't. I I don't get it either. Because I, (laughs) in the very first episode, I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to like this girl. And then I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I have mixed feelings. I always, like, bristle a little bit at the, like, outsize way that Bachelor Nation seems to, to, like, rally around these, like, white blonde women who Mm -hmm. behave somewhat badly yeah um and it's not that i don't find her enjoyable to watch because often i do and i think you know she's a much she's much less extreme and and mean girlish than you know like a corinne was exactly Um, but there are shades of that that still bother me and i just feel like there's a lot more latitude given to characters like her um you know and then than so would be people if, are like, yeah. oh, she's doing all the villain moves, and yet everyone loves her. What's mm-hmm. going on? And I'm like, like she's well, white. She's, she's white and blonde. Yeah, <laughs> like I, it's not that confusing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She just rubs me the wrong way. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from week six of The Bachelor. It's time for the night date, and uh, she hopes no one will punch her in the face that night. Probably a good bet. (laughs) Probably a good bet. Um, Doesn't seem like the venue for it. No. And uh, Colton sits down with Tasha first. This is the group date of all of the women coming to Colton and being like, it is time for me to entrust you with my emotional baggage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The unfortunate thing about this show is that – even if you've hit your limit, that doesn't mean that he is ready to hear, hear any it. of it or feel anything about what you say. Right. Like mm-hmm. you're like, I've hit my limit. I can't keep this in anymore. And this is part of me. He has to get to know me. And then it's like, well, the other seven women also feel that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's just going to be getting a tidal wave of of insecurities. And that's what this this date is. She says, you know, this week was hard. I put myself on the line before and I was burned before. I assume referring to her marriage. Um, And she's like, I want you to have that curiosity with me to, like, actually get to know me. And he's like, yeah, I do want to get to know you. And they make out. He says something very, you know, emotionally important. (laughs) And then she's like, wow, that solved everything. How many conversations can we see where the woman is just like, I want you to know about me. And he's like, I want to know about Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I I how he are bo- we supposed he to He boomerangs anything? just about everything yeah. that anyone says. That's like that is really what he does. Like, you know, I Yeah. Which I guess is why they don't show more of that cuz for the most part it's it's not <laughs> he's not really like driving something forward. That's true. Like she's like this that was your cue to ask me a question. Right. And, but also, I mean, 
I don't think that it's a very productive way to start a conversation by being like, I'd like you to ask me a question. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of on on all of them. Like the women are coming to him and just being like, I'd like you to want to get to know me. And mm-hmm. he's like, I do. <laughs> yeah, do you think this is like because of this and some of the other things that kind of happened throughout last in this episode, do you think, do either of you think that Colton is um, – like a bad question asker. You know what I mean? You know, there's those people who mm-hmm. will answer questions but, like, never respond to it. It's interesting because uh, I think he's a good question asker in certain contexts. Yeah. Like, he's an empathetic listener. Mm-hmm. So if someone starts telling him something, you know he'll right respond. He asks wow. good follow-up, question, follow-up mm-hmm. questions, but he doesn't know how to get conversations. Like, he's not a great conversationalist. Mm-hmm. And I think those are related but different skills. Well, you're right about that. I also just think all of Ari's conversations were so painful to me that I'm like, wow, what an improvement, this guy. I could listen to him all day. Yeah, I don't think I could. Uh, I've hit my I mean, yeah, I couldn't actually. Two hours is quite enough. I've been surprised how much I actually like Colton as well. I I really like him. He's very nice. Yeah, I didn't expect... the, the, like things to be as comfortable as they are because it was very uncomfortable with Ari. Yeah, well, Ari was not prepared Mm-mm. to be in that spotlight, although he might have thought that he was ready. Uh, Katie, also freaking out, sits down with Colton and says it's hard for her to show emotions, even happiness, because she doesn't want it to get taken away. And her <sighs> biggest fear is that he will misunderstand her and mm-hmm. not be able to read what she's feeling. Um, and she doesn't want to go home with him thinking that she didn't try. And he, uh, she's like struggling to hold back tears and he grins and is like, right. that's what I like to see. <laughs> he's like, no, no, I like to see you happy too. But also it's really good to like learn more about you and like see what you're really feeling. He I should do- have sent her home here yeah. if he was going to send her home at the yeah. ceremony. Agreed. I mean, it was just, like, this conversation she really set up in order to give him almost a way to send her home. Because she's basically saying, like, here's the thing I want you to know before you send me home. Mm -hmm. And I want you to acknowledge that you understand that. Um, She's kind of seeking the validation that she's going to get a rose, I think. Right. At the end of the week. She wanted more validation, but it ended up playing as, like, here's the thing that you need to know on my way out and yeah. like I want to when I leave I want it to be in this specific way That I don't think that was her intention I don't think so either but that's how it Yeah, I think that's how Colton was able to metabolize it is that it was presented in a way that that also worked as mm-hmm. a send home speech Agreed. also he was like I'm sure he was like I don't want to have to read where you're at I know very little about men, but one thing I do know is that they're always like, why do they expect me to just know what they're thinking? They should tell me how they feel. And she's literally being like, please read my mind. I think especially at this point, which I was actually really surprised by how this group date ends, but this is a point where, like you you guys already kind of said this, they're all starting to feel the pressure of like, am I going to get a one-on-one? What does this mean? How long am I going to be here for? And being this like separate sort of like fun and happy person that is a is a like breath of fresh air from all these intense conversations can usually be like really helpful and nice. So it is but it is hard to like, you know, having been in that position to like internalize that and move forward with that, but like is having, this a, is this about the time that you that you went home? I won this group at Rose. Oh, mm-hmm. he's like he's preening right uh-huh. now. <laughs> he's trying to hold back the pride, but it's not working. <laughs> because that's what I did, though. It was it was like there's all these guys, and I was like, you know what? Let them do their thing, and then you you know 
just just like keep forging forward and and shut it down. And then you went home like a week later. And then I went home (laughs) with tears in my eyes. (laughs) But I feel like this is actually the most, one of the most important dates. Like, it's almost better to have like complained a little earlier than the other girls and Mm -hmm. then be prepared to be the fun one when everyone else is breaking down. Agreed. Like Hannah B., has already had some like pretty like rough conversations with Colton, but this time she got to be the fun one who played a game with him on the beach while all of the otherwise more stable girls <laughs> are freaking out. And it it is starting to be like the the older, like more like experienced daters who are starting to get uncomfortable. And I'm wondering if that's just because they've noticed that his front runners are identical 23-year-old <laughs> And they're like, it's not me. What? So uh, I haven't gotten a one-on-one yet. I am not a 23-year-old blonde. So I think my time up. time is up. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Do I hang around to get sent home? Um, so Hannah and Colton, yeah, have a nice time. Tasha and Sydney are, are kind of talking about how they're going to game this date and uh, their frustrations that Hannah B. got the rose at the group date the week before. And Sydney at this point is like, he's not looking at, at me, even though I'm the person who is like ready for what he says he's ready for. And he's getting distracted by these like shiny objects. And so she sits down with Colton and says, you know, that it's been hard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I get another <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to have this conversation, but this is the time I have. I'd rather it be on a one on one. He's like, I'd rather every date be a one-on-one. And she says, well, why am I not getting a one-on-one? And he's like, well, I'm still just trying to figure you all out. And she says, well, I just need to know if you can get there with me. And he says, I can try. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. Not a very encouraging answer. Right. I think she made the right decision just leaving on her own terms. But she doesn't leave yet. She's like, okay. But there's a wall up. But, like, we had a good conversation. Um. Demi then sits down with Colton and says she wants to be soft and sensitive with him and supportive. And uh, part of that is that she wants to share her relationship with her mom more with him. And so they call her mom. She hasn't really, really, talked to her mom oh on the phone God. without like going through the prison phone system in years. Mm-hmm. I was just sad that this was on camera. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I also. I, I mean, I, I hope that's not true. I hope they let her. Call yeah, her I agree. This. I really. I my friend who I was watching with last night said the same thing. She's like, I really hope that Honestly, they had an yeah. off-camera conversation. I bet they didn't, because like, Ugh. like they wouldn't. My it was my little sister's birthday in the middle of this, and like they wouldn't let me call at all. Even you know there was like no way. So that I, I guess they have shown like before, like. Uh, single dads like and single parents, moms like calling her. Yeah. Or it's to. possible that she was like, my mom just got out of prison. Can I please call her? And they were like, yes, but right, it exactly. will have right. to be on camera. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I doubt that they would even, they would let that happen. Uh, I, I was uncomfortable with how she said mommy. It's never. <laughs> how and, and the fact. I don't know why. That just, I, I feel like that needs to end when you're like nine. Uh, some people keep doing it until they're, my my husband and his brother still do they really sometimes I'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> putting uh, Greg on blast not all the time but yeah. like I, I, I like know, it's I not something it. in my I don't, my, I don't remember ever calling my parents mommy and daddy I don't even remember making a transition I just don't remember doing it at all I definitely did I don't know but like only in certain situations not yeah. like 
commonly. Mm-hmm. It's something that like grates on me, but it's also just like different it's... families are different, so I try not to <laughs> like. It's like not a deal breaker, but it's like a red flag. <laughs> wow. Like wow. Oh, she's having her first conversation with her mom outside of prison in years. I know. Cut but still, wow, come on. I... That's her oh. mommy. Uh, and uh, so I don't even really want to talk about their conversation because I feel like it should have been private. Um, and then she's like, I look forward to introducing Colton to you in person. And then she comes back to the group and tells the group that they shared this uh, bonding moment and Sydney uh, is upset and she thinks that Demi and Hannah B and some of these women aren't as ready for marriage as she is and so she doesn't she wants to talk to Colton again and be more clear about that um, and Tasha agree like also is feeling like these girls these young women aren't taking things well, seriously because they're like having fun isn't Tasha the oldest person there I think so. I think I don't so. Know. Yeah, twenty eight. You know, she's yeah. just really yeah. Then she's about to will. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also like they're right. They're right, but they're also wrong. Right. Like, the fact that these girls are like having fun on the date it's, is not bad, yeah. but also I don't think that most of them are actually really interested in getting married right now. No, I don't think most people who go on this show expect that marriage will come out of it, so they don't actually have to be ready for marriage. Yeah, And and exactly. I can see how that would be frustrating when you're in it and you feel like, I'm taking this seriously. But also, you're on a freaking reality right. TV show. Like, and also, like, Colton, have fun. Colton, you know, maybe should pick someone who is ready for marriage over someone who's not, but, like... Does that mean that you just pick the person who is most interested in marriage? No, <laughs> even like if you're you not should into pick them. the one you're the most interested in, right? Because exactly. really, you're just agreeing to date that person, right? Really, like, you, there's no pressure to get married. It's not like they're getting. It's not like they're pulling an Ari and Lauren and like having a kid and getting married within the year. As far most as we people know. date. For, I hope. I hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean like most yeah. people date for like couple of years or whatever before they even get to that point. And so most of them never get married if we're talking about Bachelor winners. True. So, uh, <laughs> Which a, I wonder if that commitment. actually plays into how the girls going into this feel. Like there's basically zero expectation. <laughs> yeah. You're like, who's, <laughs> who's getting married? Yeah. I'm getting an engagement ring that I'll probably have to give back. Yeah, but like, like a point. Two percent chance that you will end up getting married out of this. Yeah. Um. So Sydney talks to him again, and she says, "You know, I just want to really make sure that, you know, you understand what you're doing. Um. I'm afraid that you're taking easier choices with the people you're pursuing, and if that's what you're looking for, then great. But like, I want something real and magical, and everything that you're looking for." Um, but if it were right, it would be a lot easier than it has been, which I think is true. But she yeah. gets there through this winding path of like, I guess you're not looking <laughs> yeah. for love because like I want love and you don't love me. Right. That part I was like, eh, but then yeah. the conclusion is correct. Frankly, I felt like she started off going one direction and ends with like, oh, no, self-realization. Like, yeah. I, this is not going the way I wanted this to. I break up with you first. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't think she's very into him. No. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of the same thing as Elise, except that I think that uh, Elise had a stronger expectation of staying right. than Sydney did. I think they both went in being like, this is my time to really get validation. And then halfway through, we're like, nope, not happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going home. Uh, and he looks really hard. It's hard for me to describe. He looks like like personally 
wounded or like disappointed in himself or like he's just found out that like he's never going to play football again. You know, like (laughs) he just has this like down. It's not even like he's not even really looking at her or like seeming that upset that she's going. But clearly the fact that now this is the second week and a girl has sent herself. I was going to say, I don't think it's about Sydney. I think it's he's probably running through like, oh, I'm filming a show and this is going to be a pattern of women just not wanting to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he is. uh, Because this doesn't happen that often. I mean, mean, it does. It it happens often, but not like this early in the season. And it's already two women. Yeah. I mean, I looked it up. It's pretty like two women leaving voluntarily is like the most common number other than zero. Is it really? I looked a lot of seasons had two girls quitting. Oh, because I guess you had like um, LB on Ben's season. Like some happen early. Lacey. Two girls left one Pablo yeah. because well, I think Claire Charlene, or Charlene and oh, Andy. Andy. Yeah. On, on oh, Pablo's. Yeah, that one's... Those were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there have been a few, like yeah. quite a few two people leaving, but this is very early and in quick succession. It's got to feel like things are snowballing, which right. is scary. And uh, he, tells, he walks her out. Um, he tells her he knows that she gave up a lot to be there. And he says, I'm sorry. And she says, and here is where the the omens start or the predictions. She says there are wonderful people in that group. Find them. Don't be distracted by shiny things. Really figure. He's out like, what which you ones are find. shiny? He needs to ask more follow up questions. <laughs> yeah, He's I just know. like, what? Who? I, mean, I guess I'll think about that while she leaves. As we've established, Colton is a terrible investigator. <laughs> <laughs> He's being like, how could I have found out who they were talking about? Um, so. Uh, she she leaves and he joins the other women and says, you know, Sydney wanted to leave because I wasn't opening up enough to her. And it made me think about how much more I can give to all of you, which was very sweet. And then he gives the rose to Tasha. Um, and the next morning, uh, it is time for Kirpa's one-on-one date. This was just a damn delight. Mm. Kirpa's so normal. I know. Yes. I yeah. like it. It was like kind of... Uh, it it kind of confused me at points. I was like, did someone just Same. wander off like off stage onto the show? <laughs> like she doesn't have any of the usual like contestant affectations. She, she doesn't, doesn't seem like to really be super aware of the cameras or to act in those ways that people act on camera. There wasn't really a clear narrative arc as much, even though there was the like big life story in there it didn't Mm. land in the same way it didn't seem as stilted she didn't seem particularly anxious which is probably seemed very comfortable which is probably why she's lasted so long because like as we've discussed before people who have anxiety disorders like this show just tears (laughs) it's not so good i mean frankly she did kind of come off camera because we haven't seen anything about her so it was like really nice to actually get to (laughs) know her for once and her chin was back yes she the bandage was off it looked great looked great um and they are spending the day um i guess snorkeling and spearing sea urchins again Mm. this is the sort of date that i feel like in past seasons you would have heard more explanation of maybe from the contestants maybe from like whoever is hosting them on the fishing boat and instead you just sort of see them spearing sea urchins and you see them looking like what appears to be 
maybe some seafood off of uh, like lemons. Like they're eating sea urchin. Right. Like yeah. I figured. Yeah. But usually they would like make jokes about it and explain or it. Or at least yeah. talk about it. Was, it. it was right. very weird. Like I... I think I like went to grab a seltzer from my fridge, and I was like, "Wait, what are they doing?" I completely felt like I missed. I mean, the first you didn't. Half of the it's day. quick. It's like quick flashes. Yeah, nothing happened. Like it's yeah. just like suddenly they were spearing sea urchins, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." <laughs> well, and the t- the side by side like sitting felt very friend zony, and the sea yes. urchin thing like it is it by comparison to like the one on one at the beginning. They're very, like, it looks like a friend zone versus, like, something passionate. I don't know, though, because then, like, they keep talking about how their relationship is building over and over and over. And I was just like, when? I think this is one of the relationships that's, like, he really enjoys being around her. They feel like really good friends. Like, the way that, you know, Rachel and Matt during her season. And we were like, who is this guy? But clearly... She'd had a really great time with him. Um, yeah. And I think that often the lead needs those people who feel Somebody. like a, f- a friend, like a friendly escape rather than this like big, intense emotional trauma every single time, whether or not they're they're super into those people. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a ton of physical chemistry. and But they have like the, friend I mean, chemistry. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. But like I also feel like to say like, oh, our relationship keeps building – um, we keep like it's a slow burn. That is often the kind of thing that that contest that leads say to people the f- they're not going to pick. The friend, yeah, yeah, true, right? Like, I mean, you can't just be like, I feel like we're more like buddies. Yeah, you need to keep some people around. <laughs> you can't explicitly say that. And they keep kept like zooming in on his hand on her thigh, right? And stuff to kind of. Uh, build that feeling that they are that, that they're attracted to each other but like they didn't have to do that with Hannah G because his hands were <laughs> literally all over her body the entire time and his tongue was down her throat so it almost draws more attention to the fact that they are not into each other sexually I agree. with it sea urchin do you guys notice how the face though that Colton made when he yeah. ate it I feel like Colton on on these trips is like uh, can I get some chicken fingers and <laughs> hot dogs in the room? Like, that's what he eats at night. No, he's like, he means so well, but yeah. he just, like, actually hates it. Uh-huh. He's like, I like the part where I'm on the beach. That's cool. And even with, like, the previous uh, weird eating up, like, times, he's, like, not even eating the stuff. He's making the girls yeah. eat Yeah, he's it. watching and being like, oh, I can't believe you ate that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Colton. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I did notice he, like, really scrunches up his nose. It's like... <laughs> Um, so during the evening portion of the date, um, they both seem to feel like things are going really well. Um, she thinks that he brings out the thrill-seeking side of her. Um, again, I think mostly because he just expects them to all do the activity while he doesn't really do it. <laughs> um, and then he asks her about how she was engaged in the past, and she says they were together for eight years. Also, clearly they've already talked about this. And right. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know about that. <laughs> Uh, I was like, did I just miss it? Also, then I tried to reverse engineer, like, if they were together eight years and they've broken up and they weren't getting, like, when did these people start dating? At, like, 14? How old is she? She's, like, 25 or 26. Okay, so they probably started dating in high school. In high school. Maybe, like, high school sweethearts, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. And, like, if you're together for eight years, part of that is the engagement. So we're really just talking about eight years plus the breakup. Um, But, yeah, that's intense. Like, that's a, a very formative time to be in a long relationship. And uh, he was saving himself for marriage. Um, and so she's like, I'm totally accustomed to men who are virgins. 
And Colton was like, whoa, 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 just to clarify, <laughs> not saving myself for marriage. Yeah. Just saving himself for the right person. I wrote the right version. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's saving himself for the right person. Um, he does want us to know for sure that it's not a religious thing. Like, yeah. he really has said that multiple times. He's sort of like the flip side of Sean, who was like, yeah. I yeah, have had oh, sex, point. but I will not have sex with you until I get married. And Colton is like, I haven't had sex, but I definitely do want to do it before we get married. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I think it's important in an engagement, especially. Um, and- he's like, look, if we end this thing together, we will be fucking. <laughs> Let me just make that clear. <laughs> um, and... She says, I don't want to get engaged again until it's to the right person. And he's like, well, would you be ready to accept my proposal? And she's like, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like what you say when they're like, would you like another round of drinks? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no to right. that. Yeah, exactly. That great offer like, you just Am made. I enthusiastic? Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it's always such a strange thing to me when they're like, it's really important to me to only be engaged once or once more, <laughs> and I don't take it lightly. And then the guys, you know, the other person's like, well, would you be ready to get engaged at the end of this? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, so why did you even bring up the thing about not wanting to just get engaged? Because it seems like if you were that worried about it, you would definitely not want to get engaged on a TV show. Um, Who does that? (laughs) Personally, I think it's fine to get engaged as many times as you want. Um, So... He gives her the rose. She does this thing where she says yay a lot, sort of quietly when she's happy, which is another thing that just seemed very, like, normal, not on camera sort of thing to do. Like, I, I like that, like, too. This is just something that I feel like someone would... She feels like she's like. just, like, living her life. Right. Which is yeah. great. It doesn't feel like she's, like, trying to perform at all. Mm-hmm. They make out a little bit in the rain. I still don't really see. Like he takes the umbrella down. Nobody likes to be wet like that. <laughs> I think they were standing Colton under an awning. Does. He's like a natural shower. <laughs> I think they were standing under an awning. This is what, because they didn't look it that wet. Be. I don't know. I mean, the parts that we could see. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Oh, wow, Claire. So meanwhile, so Kerpa arrives back home, uh, and Demi is like, "Time for me to shine." She is primped she's in her cutoffs she wants him to see her passion go balls to the wall and you can just tell like this is gonna go terribly oh, but yes. it's funny because she knocks on his door and like when he sees elise at the door he is not happy like he and i thought he liked elise but like she knocked on the door and he was sort of like oh hi um and she's like can i come in and with demi he's like hey like grinning like come on in uh, and at some point, there is this clip of her saying, "Hopefully, by this time tomorrow, Colton won't be a virgin anymore." Emma, you think that? I think like it's a, a frank. I think it's a Franken bite because they didn't show her actually saying it. It was voiceover, and it like sounded a bit choppy to me. Mm-hmm. It just was. Yeah. yeah. She was defending herself last night on social media about that. She was like, "I didn't say that." Yeah, that was, I know. So, it was a Franken bite. It was yeah. for sure a Franken bite. That's and that's kind of. <sighs> I do think that if she said it, she would stand by it. I, I, oh, absolutely. Exactly. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a lot of clips of all of these women saying "virgin," so it's a very easy. <laughs> yeah, thing it's for not them not to do. hard for them to edit that together. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she 
sits him down and tells him that she uh, has been missing him. She wanted to check in because he had a tough night the night before. And he's like, yeah, it was it was hard, but I had a really good night tonight um, on my date with another <laughs> woman. Um, and she tells him, I never thought it would be this real for me. Um, I feel really confident with what's between us. And she feels that she's falling in love with him and she wants time to just enjoy each other and let herself fall. I found it so interesting to watch her during this because she often says things in a way where it seems like she's very self-conscious of what she's saying and the way it will be received and not like she's really inhabiting it. And I got that a lot during this speech. Like Mm. she was like, I've said the thing about how I'm falling and so she like looks satisfied and like gives her little like shimmy mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's not that she doesn't feel it, it's just that she does seem like in contrast to Kirpa so hyper aware of Well, I think the often role she's playing. often when they sort of gear up to to go on one of these little like asides, they are so prepared. Mm-hmm. They've had probably a lot of conversations with producers. Exactly. She's been like working herself up. She's like, this is my mission. This is what I have to say. Um, and well, I just feel like I see the <clears throat> seams more with Demi than I do with other contestants. I feel yeah, like that's fair. there are elements uh, that she doesn't quite know how to, like, stay in the moment when she's right. delivering it. Well, and you know, you don't get to go and knock on the lead's door without, like, a prep talk (laughs) with the producer and where they want to make sure they know why, like what's the point of you wanting to go and do this? What are you going to say? How are you going to say it over like the course of a couple of hours, like guaranteed throughout the day? Also, what a gift to them because they probably knew like Demi's probably going home. This is going to be a much more satisfying way to end her arc. Mm -hmm. She'll get her like individual send off because she's going to be a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it does immediately uh, – this is the first time that we really see someone say, uh, I'm falling for you to Colton, and have him recoil instead of yeah. really enjoying it. And I almost wonder if his, like, excitement at her arriving was because he sees her as someone who's, like, fun and goofy right. and, like, not going to cause him emotional stress. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought this would just be a thing where you would, like, whack me in the butt with a paddle and then we like, make out and then, and then I'd get to, like, go to yeah. math. <laughs> Um, and he's like, I really appreciate you saying that to me. It means a lot. God. You make me feel special. That, the minute he said, I really appreciate that. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not even like, I love hearing that. Yeah. Like, um, and he says, uh, Hearing that brings up emotions because I think about you a lot, but there's a part of me that doesn't know if we can get there. I don't know if I can see myself with you at the end. And so he can't put her through a rose ceremony. Um, Demi seems devastated. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like she really didn't think that she was going home uh, anytime soon. She's crying. Um, I was sort of surprised. Like I didn't ever really see a very genuine – connection between them but it seems like she does feel that it was the most emotionally honest moment we've really seen from her in the entire show like they managed to catch her so off guard that you could see that like the the face like anyone who's been rejected in a way that feels surprising Mm -hmm. has made that face that like trying to process while also not you know 
starting to cry but trying not to cry like I, I felt for her in yeah. that moment a genuine moment of like trying to reach out to, I mean we we all go through that yeah or except mm-hmm. for Claire but <laughs> through what where you put like you put yourself out there you go to that like that like I really want You think I've never been rejected? No. It's hilarious. <laughs> not in many years. I mean, not not recently, but trust me, I, I, did, I, a, I did a lot of getting rejected before that. Okay. So go back in the memory bank. I know. I definitely, I definitely felt for Demi, um, even though she's not my favorite. Um, seeing her feel really genuinely hurt surprised me, but how could you mm. not? How could you not yeah. sympathize? Um and I like I mean it's it's I guess I feel uncomfortable with the idea that I just liked seeing her being genuinely hurt because I liked mm. seeing something genuine from her. And then I'm like, this is what I ask of the show is that they'll like put these girls, these women through the ringer until they psychologically break. And then I'm like, yeah, that's the good shit. You know, like I, I feel gross about that. No, it's terrible, but also that is the good shit. <laughs> no, it's so bad. Um, Give me more. <laughs> more monsters. We are. Um so Colton is like, you're incredible. You're going to make someone so happy. And this is when Demi says something interesting. She says, there are some girls here who seem like a safe choice, but they're not actually safe because you won't end up happy in the long run. Who? 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 I mean, Colton I knew does who's... not ask. He doesn't yeah, ask. No. <laughs> I also like, I felt like I knew who Sydney was talking about. Well, so did Colton. That, he thought he, that she was well, talking about Demi. he playing this dominoes game. Yeah. yeah. Like he thinks it's the next person. Right. So he's like, so it wasn't Demi. But it was. Like, Demi is yeah. one of the people that Sydney was. But I don't get who Demi doesn't think is a safe choice because she's besties with all of the 23-year-old, mm-hmm. like, women. And I don't really get why she thinks that, like, Taisha would be a bad choice. I kind of thought just because of the way that they teased. Did you notice one of the um, commercial break, like, teasers? They have a voiceover of Colton being like, someone here is not ready. And then they really zoomed in on Cassie. Interesting. Mm. And so I wondered if that's yeah. going to come up next I guess episode. Demi and Cassie don't seem to be close. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't. No, I don't. think because yeah. Hannah G, Hannah B, and Demi are like BFFs. Yeah. And then Kaylin and Cassie yeah. are BFFs. I do feel like this is definitely a Bachelor scenario and not a Bachelorette scenario. Like when the guys leave, they're not like, Watch out for these other bitches, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it's definitely I'm like just... I think they know that they're planting a seed in there. Like not yeah. not like uh, each one of them. Like they didn't plan it out ahead of time. But mm-hmm. I definitely think they know that this. They're kind of like this is my last little bomb. I'm gonna. I do feel here. like sometimes the guys do that. Like do they? you know, there are some good dudes here, but like you know, mm. watch out for Ben. <laughs> like I feel like that's happened. Yeah, I also feel like you know the bachelorettes are more like psychologically strong than the bachelors, that's and they're like, I already know, point. I know yeah. who I'm yeah. into. Like, like, don't I worry, it's fine. I've got him pegged. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, she goes back to the house uh, and tells the Hannahs that she's leaving. Um, she says, "This is the story of my life. Nobody has ever loved me back." so heartbreaking I know. she cries while they like hold her um and that's goodbye to demi that's her exit um cocktail party time at this point three women have roses and five women don't they're gonna be four roses um helpfully uh two bonus women have already gone home mm-hmm. so but you know obviously someone else is still leaving so they're they're all very nervous um and Colton is in his head about this idea that 
you know, there are some women there who aren't ready for a proposal and he doesn't know who they are. And he, he doesn't want failed to, to ask the people who were warning him about it. Um, and Chris checks in and says, Colton's made his decision. There's going to be no cocktail party. Thank goodness, you know. They're like, Chris Harrison's like, we had enough of a dramatic group date. We don't need any more minutes. <laughs> Let's just go straight yeah. to We're done. Everyone wants to get to sleep Let's in a reasonable hour. Um, and uh, the roses go to Hannah B., Kaylin, Cassie, and Heather. Every woman who got a rose at this rose ceremony is 23. Are they really? And blonde. And blonde. I think Hannah B. might be 24 now. Really? I, she had a birthday, remember? Okay. Because okay. Heather started out 22. Yep. Hannah B. started out uh, 23. Another. Both a year yeah. older. Oh, another year wiser. Yeah. <laughs> um, which means Katie is going home. And this was very disappointing. I really liked Katie. I too. really like Katie. Yeah. I did get the sense early on that she was holding back from him. Um, I interpreted that as she's not as into him. Mm-hmm. But then she d- did sort of start to blossom out a little bit. But it, he yeah. had already sort of moved on and developed relationships with other. Yeah. Blonde girls. Blonde girls. Yeah. <laughs> Other blonder <laughs> girls. I was surprised that he didn't give her a date. Like, some of the choices he made for dates, I did not understand. I don't know if it was production being like, gotta get a date in with Heather so you can have that sweet, you know, first kiss date. I don't think date. he's that into Heather. He doesn't seem... I kind of thought Heather was going to go home, but I... I thought... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it almost seems like... I don't know if he was allowing production to guide some of these choices or if he genuinely was more excited to hang out with Heather than Katie, but he seemed so excited about Katie, and then she just disappeared. Yeah. I, and again, I, I thought she was going to get a one-on-one this week. Yeah, yeah too. me too. Um, so he walks her out, um, and he tells her, um, you know, I was so excited about you, but there was just more to get out of you that I didn't get. Um, and she says, third, this is the third time. Yeah. You have a great group of girls, and you know who's ready in there. There are some that aren't. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he should be like, I don't know who's ready. He's like, yep, totally got it. And then she gets in the car, and he's like, but who? (laughs) You had your chance, Colton. It's like when I do an interview for a story, and then afterwards I'm like, gosh, I really wish they'd told me this. And then I'm like, right, I could have asked that. (laughs) But in the moment, I'm always like, oh, yeah, totally. I totally hear you. I hear you, girl. Uh Like, absolutely, because I want them to think that I know what's going on. And then afterwards I'm like, I did not know what's going on. <laughs> the um, fence moment is going to be Colton jumping the fence, <laughs> running after Katie to be like, "Who is it? <laughs> Who is she? I need to find out." I mean, he also kept teasing the fence jump. Yeah, on Twitter, and it was not this episode. It looks like it's next week. I mean, I don't believe. I don't know yeah. what to believe anymore. What if it's not I'm even Colton? That was just something that they he made. Has his body a distinctive silhouette. He does. Yeah. Um, I hope it's at the finale. So he, yeah, he tells the other uh, the other women like, mm-hmm. someone here isn't ready. <laughs> yeah, I've been told uh, by he says three people. She's now the third person to leave, saying that there are people in the house who aren't ready for a proposal, and now I need answers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Tasha thinks she knows? Interesting. Yes. So Tasha, at this point, they're all still standing together, all the girls, and Tasha turns to Kerpa and says in a not too quiet whisper. It's us two at the end. It's literally us. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, they can hear you. Yeah. Like, what are... <laughs> also, I don't think you're also, correct. Also, it's not yeah. going to be you two at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I see what she's... She's like, we are the only ones who are not, like, basically 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are the ones who are experienced in dating, who are ready for a real commitment. And that's what Colton says he wants. So it's got to be us. But in fact, what they should be seeing is that Colton clearly wants a 23-year-old. They should be looking at the other four by comparison. Right, and being like, why are we the only ones who yeah. are not 24? Um, so, and I also was sort of like disappointed in Tasia. I was like, this is kind of rude, and I expect more from you at this point. Um, I will say at this point in time, though, you're you're kind of like, it is... <clears throat> like when you walk in the first week in like two, you kind of have and you see people interact with like the lead. You do definitely go, yeah, OK, I know who's not going to be here in like four weeks and who yeah. is like. You, and it's it was very accurate with like what I assumed based on just like seeing people who they are. And so like I give her a little bit of that mm-hmm. of, of like, I mean, you're trying to figure out what the game is, too, you know. But I just wouldn't talk about it right in next front of to them. Everybody. Yeah, that's why. How could you not notice that they're yeah. right there? It's a little survivor esque, like. Yeah, and like, listen, I love the confidence. Um, in the credit <laughs> sequence, we see Demi again. She is showing him gifts that her mom sent her uh, from prison, um, little crafts, and uh, they're very impressed by the that crafts. A, that's the end of the episode. It was a very awkward. Yeah, end yeah of weird, the weird credit sequence mm-hmm. yeah uh we usually don't see someone who's been sent home like just pop up in the final mm-hmm. credit uh they i feel like they do that but usually it's like a f- extremely funny yeah and not like a little <laughs> not like poignant oh wow another intimate moment that we should not have seen yeah, yeah. uh any final takeaways on this episode did this change uh your perspective on any of the contestants I'm just surprised that Kirpa's there, but I'm glad that she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I feel like she's going, she's going home next week. Yeah. I mean, next week they get down to hometowns, and I feel pretty confident that, like, Hannah G, Kaylin, Cassie, and Tasha are going to be Final Four. Because mm-hmm. mm. I just think Hannah B, like, it, there's going to reach a point. I think she's going to meet his parents. We see a clip of her meeting his parents. Yes, but I think that might be like a, you know, when they've gone also, to the hometown. That's of the... also a date that you give to someone that you see as like a top contender. It would be surprising I feel to like me that's if a he filter gave date. her. I feel like that's a filter date. I mean, Maybe. like. Maybe. I would, I would be surprised if he would give it to her and then. Not like, go to unless, hometown. Unless he saw her go. as a very strong hometown contender. Mm. I mean, I, I think he sees her as a hometown contender, but I think she's going to be the last person eliminated. Like, I think Kerpa and Heather will go first. Mm. And then I think it's Hannah. that, like like you said, Taisha. I mean, getting this, like, group date rose is super huge. That is almost. Is it, though? Because yeah. you got the group date rose well, this true. episode. <laughs> and what happened next? Then I went home. <laughs> mm, yeah, interesting. I just, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like he's he and Taisha have a really good connection. I, I, I hope you're right. That's that's just, that's, um, that's what I think. I hope you're right. I, also, I don't agree, like, but I hope you're right. Nick gave his, like, I'll show you my life in Wisconsin date to like D-Lo. 
that didn't go. That Did was really, really early on. Also, though. that was really early. early. Yeah, that was early on. And that Ari, was like their first date. Ari took a crystal to his house. I think and... that that was like his first date. Yeah. those were both very early dates. Mm-hmm. And I think that he saw them both. Like he saw Crystal as a front runner at that point. I, I still, I still, th- I still I think stand that strong with I my think predictions. I think it's very late to like to take a girl to meet your parents unless you plan to meet their parents. Uh, I think it is late and I think that's why it's going to be even more emotionally crushing when he sends we'll her see. home. Yeah. We'll I, I'm just surprised that we haven't seen much more of Caitlin because like yeah. we saw her one-on-one and she's basically been non-existent. So. Do you think she's going to be the Bachelorette? I don't know. Who do you she's see as the, the Bachelorette? She's the only one who has a story <sighs> right now. Yeah. Besides Tasha. Tasha has a story, and I do think that it would be hard to have like a twenty-four-year-old bachelorette. Yeah, it's getting dipping really young. I agree. I don't think it's ideal. Although um, I think it's I still easier think to they'll have, cast her though. I think it's easier to have a twenty-four-year-old bachelorette than a young bachelor, because then like, cause well, they'll just be like, "It's fine. You should just date a bunch of thirty-seven-year-olds." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Wait. Can't wait to see what they get. I mean, they're 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 increasingly bottlenecking. Like they're gonna have very few options who made it far enough to be bachelorette who are over twenty four. You've got basically four copies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's Tasha or it's a twenty three year old blonde. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. So can't wait for next week. Maybe we'll get the the fence jump it's really all we're watching for at this point mm-hmm. uh derek thank you so much for joining us always a pleasure yeah it's good to see you guys again yeah come back anytime and now it's time for feminism fails and you know what we got off pretty light this week yeah yeah pretty pretty low-key week for sexism uh, we had uh, a couple uh, light notes. Uh, Kaylin, at one point in the episode, says that Hannah G has always gotten by on her beauty, and there's really no other layers there. Um, we're going to give this a two. Like, it's uh, totally fine to criticize other women and to even, you know, question whether they have some sort of beauty privilege uh, and uh, and that sort of thing. But um, it did smack a little bit of, like, she is beautiful and therefore doesn't really have other qualities, which is insane, of course, because Kaylin is also beautiful. They're all beautiful. Yes. And they all have inner lives as well. Exactly. And then uh, we see Tasha, Sydney, and some of the I'm going to use the word older in quotes here. <laughs> women dismiss some of the younger women as not ready for marriage. Um, we're going to give that one a two. Again, like it, it is possible that some of these women, probably most of them, regardless of whether they are, you know, 26 or 24, uh, are not ready for marriage. I mean, look, there's a lot of women who are older than that who aren't ready for marriage or just or don't want to get, get married. Right. There are lots of reasons or maybe like just don't want to marry Colton. That's <laughs> also a possibility. So, you know, we're going to give this one a two as well. Just always good not to dismiss a whole group of women um, based on, you know, your assumptions about what a few extra years in the world has has given you. It's a lesson we're still trying to learn. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, look, we have already established that we are old hags, so we need to hang Mm -hmm. on to. And we're bitter. Yeah, we're bitter. So at least we're open about it. (laughs) 
And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Derek Peth, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, give us a five-star rating so you don't miss a moment of Colton's season recaps. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back on Tuesday, hopefully, to talk about that fence jump. <laughs> <laughs>